One of the last topics we have to discuss in Hilfus Brachus is uh, something a little bit confusing. And that is, the halacha is that when a person makes a bracha, so it extends not just what he's eating at the time, but whatever he intended to eat as well. And then the question therefore is, what can, so to speak, end the, the effectiveness of the bracha? What things can cancel the bracha, and then thereafter, if you want to carry on eating, you have to make a new bracha. So, there's three categories in halacha, which are ways which, so to speak, cause a hapsak, cause a break between the bracha that there was, and therefore, if the person wants to eat subsequently, he has to make a new bracha. Um, these three things are number one, as a hadas, which means the person's distracted from or changes his mind or loses focus on the fact that he's eating. And if afterwards he wants to eat again, it will require a new bracha. That's one category. The second category is Shini Wakam, which means the person's moved out of the place where they originally were. And as a result, then they now, if they're going to eat, is now considered a different or a separate eating session to the one that they were involved in previously. So that means a new bracha. And the third one is a little uh, shirikum which means it's too long since the person last ate to be considered part of a continuation of the same uh, eating period. And if that's the case, the person wants to eat again, so likewise he's going to have to make a new bracha. I always thought Shiri comes back to the bracha. A lot of... Uh, let's look at the first one first. And that is the din of Shani The din of Shani and that is when a person is eating in one place, so then when do we say either leaving that place or moving to a different place signals that this is now a separate eating to what he ate previously and therefore uh, the brachas are before it won't work. And when do we say that it's a continuation of the same eating or a resumption of the same eating? And if that's the case, one doesn't need to make another bracha. In other words, when do we say shit? So we have to look into three different things. The first thing we have to look into is and discuss and that is what's the gather of a makam? What's called the place that I ate? And therefore, if I say that I moved out of that place, I'm now considered in a different place. That's the first thing we have to discuss. The, the next thing we're going to talk about, and that is, which food are we talking about? Because we're going to see that this can make a difference to Harak as well. The kind of food I was eating before I moved place. Because some foods uh, anchor me so to seek more to, it's more like a, a, connected to the food or the place where I ate, and therefore coming back to it is resuming the meal. Whereas some foods, once I leave, and that's finished, and if I return and eat more, this would be considered beginning a different a different, uh, a different session of eating. And, once, and if that's the case, we need different brachas. That's the second thing. And now the third question is, and this is the Mahlaikas, between the Rishonim, and that is, if a person, in fact, is Rishonim Makam, he changes his place, what does he need to do? Okay, so when we're talking about the first halakha first, and that is what's considered the makam where I'm going. So there's two things which are clear, and then there's two gray areas in the middle which are subjects and makhlaikas. The first point which is clear is the room that I'm in is considered one place. And therefore, even if it's not at the same seat at the table that I was before, even if it's at a different table altogether than I was before, but once I'm in the same room, that's considered the same place, and therefore moving around 
within the same room, within the same hall, wherever it's going to be, isn't called a Shani Makam. The Makam is defined by its walls, and once I'm in that room, so I can move around. And therefore, if I'm at a Khasna, and I ate at my table, and then I want to go help myself to the bar, which is the other side of the hall, I don't need brachas. Because being it's all in one room, so then uh, just moving to a different part of the room, or to a different table in the room, is also considered a continuation of the same eating. Same thing if I'm find my the table the people around my table to be very boring company. So I decide I want to go speak to people at a different table. So then if that's the case. It's also not a problem with Shinimakum. Once it's in the same room, the halacha is that it's considered the same place. This halacha doesn't just apply for brachas, it's also applies for kiddish. Which means if a person makes kiddish um, sitting in one side of the table and then he decides after kiddish that it's actually too cold or too hot or whatever it may be. And then if he wants to move first to the other side of the table, that's still called Makam Suga. Once it's in the same room, it's considered the same Makam and it's not a problem. That halakha is clear. What's also clear is other extreme. Which means if a person leaves the building that he's in and goes into a different building, that's for sure considered a Shani Makam. What the Gemara calls Bayis to Bayis. And therefore, if a person uh, began, let's say he davens a Shafras over here and began a Kiddush over here, and he decides he actually wants to run across the street to the shul over there and join in the kiddush there. That's a shini makam. Uh, a different building is definitely considered a different place, and therefore the halachas of shini makam would apply. Does he have to make kiddush again? Uh, we listen to kiddush in this place, and then before we eat anything, he'll go across the street because he yeah. thinks that the reception is better there. He's lost the kiddush, and if that's like he's lost the kiddush. He have to hear kiddush again. It's not the same makam when you have kiddush. It's a, it's a, that's a different building. Now, the question is, what about a different place within the same building? What we call Mechedr Echedr. There isn't a, the Gemara talks about Ba'is Echedr, and the Gemara talks about Ba'is Lebais. Within the room, there's no Shini. From a different house, there is a Shini. And now the question is, what's the din of a different room within the same house? Do we consider that because it's not the same room I was in before, that it's considered to be a different place? Or do we consider it that since it's within the same structure, therefore it's considered one place? And what the Mishnah Bura says is this will depend on the person's mind when they made the first bracha. Now, if they think of it as a possibility that they're going to eat in other parts of the same house, so then if that's the case, we don't consider it a Shani Malcolm. Whereas if they consider themselves only eating in the room they're in now and not in any other rooms, so then it would be a Shani Malcolm. The Matthias is that in our houses today, most of the time, we don't consider one room to another to be a shini makam for brachas because the mitzvah is if a person gets up from the dining room and goes to the kitchen, he wants to eat something in the kitchen or look something, take some water from the tap or mm-hmm. whatever it's going to be. So in cases like that, so then he's he's eating in different rooms, but that's what a person does. And that's okay. It's not necessarily going to be uh, called a shini makam within uh, within two rooms within the same house. Two rooms in the same house. Now. Well, this is very negative, is when it comes to a sukkah. When it comes to a sukkah. Not because people eat outside the sukkah, they're not meant to do that, but the first halakh we mentioned, and that is, if a person makes kiddush in the sukkah, and then he goes out of the sukkah to wash his hands, and he comes back into the sukkah to make a moiti. So that's the case. He's left the sukkah and returned to the sukkah after the kiddush before he's eaten. Is that considered a shani makam or not? So if the sukkah is attached to one's house, he has a, a, a porch or, which is attached to the living room, and if he just walks from one room directly to the other one. So we say that's okay. The sukkah is now a new room of his house. It's Mikhaida Lakhaida, and therefore there's no problem. Just like every Shabbos, if a person uh, makes Kiddush in the living room, 
and goes to the kitchen to wash, it comes back again, it's not a shini makam. It's mechedin lechedin in the same house. And if that's the case, you don't have to worry that it's a shini makam. But, if a person's sukkah, let's say, is downstairs in the parking lot, and now you have to go out of the parking lot, or out of the sukkah, into the parking lot, into his house to wash, so then for sure it's a shini makam. It's a one building to another. And if that's the case, I have to make it this again. It's going to have the same problem. Because how's he going to wash? And that's why I say every year before sukkahs, if a person's sukkah isn't attached to their house, they have to bring the water to wash next to the sukkah. And then they can wa- make a dish, wash, and they can wait without leaving the sukkah. Otherwise, they're going to lose the kiddush. When well, next to the sukkah is how next to the Now, well, so that's an important point, because otherwise the person loses the, the kiddush. At Kadekach, the even post can say that if for some reason it wouldn't be feasible for a person to wash in the sukkah after kiddush, you should wash before kiddush. You should wash before kiddush, then make kiddush, then make a mighty, because you don't have another option. Because if you're going to make Kiddush and then need the sukkah, you lost the Kiddush. So that's in the case where the sukkah is, like I said, on the street or it's distant from a person's house. Now, the question is, the question is, and this really is not a new question, it's a question that the person can speak about. What about a person who has a house attached to his yard or a house attached to an open balcony? Is that considered a Shani Makamuna? In other words, and this is an interesting question, do we look at the Makam as being surrounded by the Mechitzas of the Makam? And therefore, once I go outside the walls of my house, I'm in a different makam. Or do you look at the makam as being a din and anusha? And therefore, if it's my house and my nirvasit, or my house and my yard, so then it's all considered one thing, because it's all my rishus. And as how do we define my rishus? What's considered the makam? When the commerce is biased to bias, it's much more from my house or somebody else's house. But it's about houses would be mine. It's the same thing. So if I have a house, and then I have a shed or a yard or a garage or something which I want to walk to, Come back again. Is that also called bias to bias or not? That's the one question. The other question, which is exactly the same question in Nandus, just the other way around, and that is all of us live in apartment buildings. So now let's say I want to uh, walk out of my building into the stairwell, or even more, I want to go ask my neighbor for something. So I walk out of my apartment across the stairs to their apartment and come back again. Is that called the Shinimaka? So now the side in reverse. It's within the same building technically, but on the other hand, it's a separate rishus. It's somebody else's property. And if that's the case, the fact that I've gone out of my property into his property, so is that also considered a Shini Rishos or not? It's not like a Sapoiskim. There were those Sapoiskim, like Rav Yashim and Rav Bosna, who held that it's that both of them are Shini Rishos. You know, either I go out of the building, or I go out of my own my Rishos, it's considered a Shini. And therefore, if I, on Friday night, I realize I don't, I need Lech Mishnah, so after Kiddush, I would go across and ask the neighbor for something for an extra roll, something for Lech Mishnah, mm-hmm. I've lost the Kiddush. Because I've gone out of my rishos, I've gone into a communal rishos, or into his house, which is his rishos. Uh, same thing in the case of the sukkah. If I go out of my house into the, my own garden, once I'm outside the building, that's considered shini rishos as well. And therefore, the, the parameters of what's considered man makom, as far as rishos goes, is that it's the same ownership and the same building. Now, the does both will make and they hold that the yard which is mine is also considered part of my rishos. And therefore, if I have a let's say it's not so close, I don't want to eat on the porch. So it's under the sky, it's an open porch. But this is since it's attached to my house and it's my yard, so they're posting like a Shem Zaman, who holds that that's still considered a part of my property, it's not a Shinri So I could have in a Sukkah, which is But if this if this Sukkah is in my Rishos, mm-hmm. so then if that's the case, I can go outside to the table, which is a few feet away, or because it's my yard and it's my Sukkah, mm-hmm. and then it's my Constitution in Rishos. But according to the Yashi, if you hold that either one is a problem, I'm going to have to say. Share, a shared Rishos, like a apartment building, 
So even then, it's not, it's not considered an Anisha. Now it's communal Anisha as opposed to private Anisha. So you own your own yard first? And therefore, it's important of a Yashif. A person should have the, the water either right in the circle or right next to the circle. It doesn't have to go out of the circle to wash. This would be a problem in the parking lot. The, what the other dishes or what's out of, out of dishes, which is under the sky, and that might be the same shayla of that the shini rishos, and what's it, and therefore where, where there will be a problem of shini rishos, then that will be an issue. Okay, that's what we're speaking about those two cases. Now, what's an interesting shayla based on the sakdama is also the another hotel. A hotel. Because by hotel. a hotel, hmm? because hotel. Hotel. because a hotel it officially all belongs to whoever owns the hotel. The fact that the dining hall or the ballroom of the hotel is being used by everybody, and my bedroom is right now only being used by me, does that now make it like a separate kind of resource that this is no one else can come into it here is meant for everybody? Or do we say no? I'm temporarily using it, but the most of the fact that the owner is the owns everything. It's not a separate ownership. The separate usage, so can we say that would be the dinner of Khadr and And therefore, if I want to take food from the, from the dining room up to my room and carry eating there, there wouldn't be a problem with Shani Rishos because I wish I had Shani Makam because that's considered. We have the same question by renting an apartment? Renting an apartment, we mean someone owns the whole building. Because there's different people on different parts of the building, and anyway, there's no one on the ship. But even from your bedroom to your living room, you could say that. No, no, I'm the spirit of both. The ownership of both is the same. Right. Okay, so those are the shadows of what's called the Shani What's interesting is the Shulchan Aruch is a case of a person who's in a orchard. And he wants to go around eating fruit. So where, what, how do we define the Shani in an orchard? Because there are lots of trees and there's like oh, in all directions. So where do we say is my Makam that that's where it ends? Um, so, but the Anus Lalafi is, the Shukhanarav says, that once, once they're all in the same garden or the same field, the same orchard, wherever it's going to be, so as long as the person had dice um, when he made the broth on the first fruit, he wants to eat fruit from other trees as well, then this becomes like tree to tree is like Khedel Khedel. And if a person has in mind, I want to eat from other trees, you can wander around picking fruit and eating trees from all the different trees, it's all considered. One area. And Mishabura says in Salakha that it's going to make a difference if there's a wall around the orchard or not. In other words, if there's a wall around it, then that makes it into a And that's the case, it's like one area, so you can eat anywhere. If there isn't a wall, then it's more like he's going to need the dice in order to connect what he's, with, with all the places that he can eat from one place to the next. Okay, so that's what's going to get to the first thing we wanted to speak about, the first part of the halakha. And that is what's called a different place. Now the next question is, and that is what foods does the salah apply to? The salah is, what foods does the supply to? What foods does the supply to? In other words, does, uh, is, is, does it supply to any food or not? Why? Because the desfile in the Gemara, and that is the idea of Shani Makam is, once I've left my place, so now I'm finished eating. There's nothing to pull me back to it again. And therefore, if I now want to eat again, this is something new. I've started a new year. By the way, it doesn't make a difference how long a person left his place for. As long as it didn't have it didn't in the market. Which means I could have left my place with intention to come back. Like in the case you gave a person going to wash in the house to go back to his soccer. It doesn't make a difference. As long as it didn't have 
and we're going to learn separately a little Pesach Hadas. If the din of one thing after place, so that, that kind of cancels the connection to what I was doing before. And therefore the Gemara gives the example that someone was outside and he went to the, the letter, he went outside to pick up the letter, or uh, so like a more present day example, someone's eating and they see that their wife's outside of the groceries, they're outside to help them bring the groceries in. These are all going to be cases, he, had no, he was not eating, he intended to come back and finish. But then the very fact that he walks outside and he comes back, makes it a shinny mocha. Same thing, the person thinks about a misminchah, so he runs off the double minchah and comes back. There was a mission in Makkah. Now, the next I want to talk about is what is it effect? Because there are those foods which will bring you back to the place you're in because you have to make the bracha home. And therefore, that's the case. Even if a person's left, there's a story to say that even though he's left, he's intended to come back. And therefore, the shinny Makkah isn't a timeout on his eating, he has to come back there again. And this is Shavanara brings uh, three opinions. So let's start with the third opinion, which is actually Ramah. Not, not that he passed like this, but he brings a third opinion. And that is that if a person ate bread and goes outside, he hasn't lost his bracha. Because bread is mechaim to come back to bench. And if that's the case, even though he was Mishani Mokam, it's not going to change anything. Because the master, he still has to come back inside the bench. And if that's the case, he can continue eating because leaving didn't necessarily mean that he's entered his meal. That's the first opinion. The second opinion is not just bread. It's any kind of mazonus as well. Or call me which means that a mikhe is also something which a person is meant to make the bracha in the same place that they ate. And therefore, if a person was in a kiddush and he was eating cake or kogel or luxury kogel, and then for whatever reason he was called outside, he doesn't lose his bracha. He can come back in and carry on eating because that's uh, something which is a chayim to come back anyway. And therefore, he can continue the he can continue eating afterwards. All the third three, opinion. It was all three, but the wine and the Israeli fruits. No, that's the second opinion, the Dafka grains. And now the last opinion is anything which means the uh, bracha men challenge, which means also fruits and wine. So three different opinions. The, the Psaq, uh, the Gon holds like a middle opinion. There's only Gon holds that a study on Rene Dogma. There are all kinds of grains of the chayr for a person to come back to get bench, and not fruits. Um, but, uh, so, there's a gun. The Mishaburah says, therefore, a person shouldn't make shani maka when it comes to fruit or wine, because you're getting into a suffer of how you make the pasta. In other words, when it comes to the Zionists or Hamoitzi, so then the Ashkenazim at least pasta, yeah, that's not called the shani maka. When it comes to fruit or wine, then it becomes a sophic in the poiskim, and therefore it's better to avoid that. Uh, and what happens if a person did, uh, did go outside and he was eating fruit and comes back in again? So now it's a sophic brach. Because according to some poiskim, he's mukhuf to make another bracha, according to others, he definitely shouldn't make another bracha. So, like in all cases where a person is not sure if he's meant to make the bracha, not meant to make the bracha, so the, the best answer is to don't eat more. And then you've avoided, avoided the problem. The other answer would be to find to make the bracha for you, or to find a different fruit which you really tend to eat and make the bracha on that, whatever it's going to be, because in the case of the suffix, the we can't really pass it either way. Is it meant to make the bracha or not? Now we come to the halacha. Having discussed what fruit is going to and discussed what's for the shinimakum, so now what's the halacha of shinimakum? And this brings us to a very big machlekes between the shulchanarach and the ramah. Uh, and characteristically, after Shachanarach, that's all the halachas of 
Shini Makam, the Ramak comes and says that everything is a Israel. It's very unusual to the Ramak. He says, Yes, Chalk, and Bukhom Mashak of the Simonazi. Everything he said so far, we don't agree. So, what is the first? What's the shit of the Shachanar? The shit of the Shachanar is like the shit of the Rambam, and that is if a person causes the Shini Makam, number one, he has to make a bracha and then he has to make a new bracha originally. Which means the way that he understood the halacha is that the shini makam is, is basically forcing an end to your meal. And if that's the case, now your meal has been ended because you left. So that's the case, you make a bracha Now you want to start a new meal, so you make a new bracha again. Also, according to the Rambam who's brought the Shachan Aruch, it doesn't make a difference which food we're talking about. It's just the Rambam, and he says, even Bahamati. Which means if a person was eating, a, according to the Shachan Aruch, the person would literally sit the Shabbos. And then the neighbor calls him outside for another reason to ask a shayden. And he goes outside to talk to the neighbor in the stairwell. He's going to have to come back and bench and make a new way to eat again. Because uh, that, that's the dinner of Shemim Why bench? What Adam says is that if there was a group of people eating and some of them went out for whatever reason, in the case of the Gemara, they went to sort of the Chosnavi class on the streets, they went to Shemazotov, or as a device, they went to the kind of mitzvah, camping the mitzvah before Amos. So if they left somebody behind at the table, so then he can keep the prayers for them. And if that's the case, they can come back and come in the sudden and they don't have to make a second bracha. But if they all went out, then they lost the bracha. So they all have to make a bracha karna and start again. Now, the Ramam says the same thing is going to apply um, by the foods as well. By the foods as well. And that is that even if he's eating zonus and things like that, and they went, and some people went outside, and they left the others behind. So then the ones who staying behind can continue the meal, so to speak, and that connects the people who will come back later. Okay, so that's the Shittas Rambam, which I said is Shittas Shachanarach, and like we said before, and Ramad disagrees with both points. The first point that Ramad disagrees with is that Shini Makam never is a chayvi to make a bracha achrayim. Shini Makam is only a chayvi to bracha rishon. And the bracha achrona, when you have your will go on the time you had before as well. In other words, I can't continue eating with my old bracha because it was a hefzik of moving out of the place. And if I want to continue eating, I need a new first bracha. Only a first bracha. And then when I finish, I'll make a bracha achrona on everything I ate. That's the first thing that I'm the, the first thing that I'm And And um, the, second, the second din of the Ramah, and that is that things which are the bracha in their place, so then, like we said beforehand, whether it's the three shittas, I, I don't have to make a sanshini makam if I even come back. And then I'm not even going to step further than that. And he says I can do that lechachim. When he's talking about bread, was talking about the zones, that's like the second shitta. I can lechachim decide, I'm starting to eat over here, and I'm going to carry everything somewhere else. Because since these things which are cause of fears, it's not just that I left the eating, if that's the case, I can decide very rush. And I'm going to carry everything in a different place, and that's good. So, for example, um, and the Mishnah Burr himself gives this example, if a person decides I'm going to start my Surah at home, and afterwards I'm going to go join in the Shiva Brachas down the street, or I'm going to go join the, my friend in Israel, and I have a man Mirosh, and I'm going to start eating here and continue eating there, so on those things which are Hamoti and Mazonis, whatever it is, I'm allowed to do that. I'm allowed to do that. And uh, therefore, so it doesn't make a difference if I would come back to the place where I began my meal or continue in a different place, I don't make more brachas. Um, it's like I said, the Shani And the Ramadan Skali is the Chaynag. 
Okay, now again, which means that if a person if a person didn't have that in mind, then for sure he shouldn't move uh, to different places. He didn't have the das, mirosh, that I'm going to. But a person, I'm told he's the rochah for it, right? But if a person had in mind that I want to carry an ivy somewhere else, he's allowed to do that. Right, we once had a question um, of a group of families who wanted to have the Purim sort of together. But employing a kind of logic that people only think of in Purim, I thought instead of messing up one person's house and having the whole sort of by one host, they would move around for each course. So they had the first course in the first person's house, and they'd move the second person's house for the second course, and then they'd have to search for the third person's house. And each one had a different theme. And each one had maybe a different theme, I don't know what it was. But anyway, that's why they achieved messing up three houses in Purim, not just one. And they wanted to know, could they do that all in the course of one meal? Now, could you bench in house number one and continue eating in each house without more breakfast? According to Ramon, yes. According to Ramon, yes. Because since they're eating bread, and if that's the case, it has a fierce, and had in mind that you're just starting here, you're moving on for each course to a different place, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. And you can continue eating in each place, and in the last place, where you finish, well, that's where you have to bench. Interesting. So, you have to okay. bread in each place? It's like a of a bread meal. Okay, and therefore, um, and there are more adds one more to this, and he says that even in the case where a person didn't have in mind Mayrosh to move around mid meal, he says when it comes to something which is a mitzvah, I'm allowed to be, uh, to affect the shini makom for a mitzvah and then come back again, even even though it doesn't have any Or stay there. Or depending what the mitzvah is, or stay there. You know, then, 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 that will also be as good as the das. Okay, so that's the end of the Ramah, but the Ramah also agrees that when it comes to Sheikhah uh, or Ha'ats or Adam or things like that, then for sure that's where the halacha of Shani Makam applies. And therefore, where's the practical halacha of the Mason? So let's give a few of the obvious examples. Let's talk about some practical questions where this thing of Shani Makam is in the game. The first one is a person's eating Sheikhah, uh, a person's eating Mina Bataris. And someone comes to the door to ask for something, and he steps outside into the hallway to talk to him, or to, to give him some money, whatever it's going to be. So according to the shittas that hold that the, the hallway, being a communal rishos, is a shani makam, when he's going to come back, he's going to have to make a new brachim. He can't, there's, unless somebody's eating at the table with him, and the other people around the table are waiting for him to come back and kind of continue the meal with him. There would be, there's people behind who would try to. Another example. And this is a, this was very shkir in Shiva's name. And that is, Abraham used to come in the morning, and they used to go to the lunchroom, which was in, in Salih, in Beit Shaya, somewhere downstairs, to make a coffee. And while they're at it, they take a second coffee with them to the base Medrash. Now, assuming they're not learning in the same building, so regular they walk outside, they've lost the broken. And if that's the case, even if they're walking with the coffee to drink it in the base Medrash, where they're going to learn, that's Shani Makkum, on a Shaykhal. And that's okay, so they have to make a new shakal when they arrive at the base medrash because you know, they've changed place. Okay, that's a... Is there a mile making a burn of fashion? A practical application of salafah. Um, uh, and another two examples. And that is, um, sometimes a person starts, he comes home, he's in a rush to go out, he thinks I'll just grab something to eat and then go out again. So now let's say he takes a bag of pretzels or whatever, that's not an example, he takes a bag of potato chips or popcorn or whatever it's going to be, and he starts eating the house, and then the, the car is waiting outside, or someone's waiting, so he has to run to catch the bus, he just picks the bag and runs with it outside. It's the same thing. That's considered he's lost the muffin. 
Once he does the makam, so then he has to make a new bracha. Now the shayla is, what about a person who's traveling? In other words, if I'm, let's say, I decided to do some sport, I go jogging, and I have my water bottle with me. So now, where's the shini makam? Every time I take a sip, I'm making a new bracha. What's the dinner of a traveler? Well, a person's going on a hike. And the same thing, he has his water on his back, and every time he gets thirsty, he wants to take a drink. How do you consider shini makam um, when a person's traveling? So the din is that a traveler, that's considered his makam. In other words, his dance was to eat while walking, or to drink while walking, and then that's okay. He can drink while walking, he doesn't need to make a new bracha, he just has to make sure about the other halakha we said before, which is the amount of time that he doesn't wait too long between different times that he drinks. We'll talk about next week, what we call the shira of time versus to continue eating in. And the same thing, let's say a family is going on the, on the trip, so they decided to eating in the car, or eating on the bus. If that's the case, that's, they're on the way, they're on the journey, so they're eating on the journey, so that uh, we don't call it a shini makam because they're moving from one place to the next. It's all considered the same thing. But they step outside their car. By now. Now, now the khidish is that it, once that was the dust, even if they would step outside the car and get back in again, that's still part of the journey. That isn't a shini makam. The word is that they have no makam? Right. The word is the makam is while moving. And therefore part of the journey is the same thing. Masha Enkan, if they decide to stop mid-route to have a picnic in some picnic spot, and then they decide to go back into the car again, that's a shini makam, because that dance was to eat in the picnic spot. Regularly, they now decided to move back into their car. So now that's a different welcome. It wasn't they weren't planning to eat while traveling, they were trying to eat other stuff. Well this is very Nagaya also, and this will very much depend on what a person was thinking, is and this is very shaykh. A person gets to the airport. And eventually they get to customs and the baggage checks and everything else, and they get to the terminal and they went for the plane, stop now they're trying to eat something. And then suddenly they hear stuff, whatever is boarding, so they get up and run to the plane. Is that considered a shining welcome or not? So this very much depends on the person's mindset, which means if they felt they were a traveler, so I was, I, was on, I was on the way, I was on the way through the airport, into the airport, onto the plane, and I just happened to stop here because in a few seconds before I had to run to my next uh, thing, so that I can carry it on the plane, and I'm a traveler, this is part of my journey. Actually, again, if a person sat down in the restaurant on the, in the airport, or sat down at the table there, now's my time to have a meal because now I can relax, I'm not going anywhere, so now once I said this is my place, if I have to pick up and move it somewhere else, it would be a shiny welcome again. Same thing in the house. There's one last which is also very clear. It's interesting that the Shukhmarach brings in the category of Shini Makam and the category of Hesachadas, and that is the person who falls asleep in the middle of the meal. And the Shukhmarach uses the Rabbis here as well. And then he says that um, if a person fell asleep in Shendis Arab, which he normally says less than half an hour, so that's not called the. He's still here. Okay, he's, he would dream about for a bit. It's like he's thought about his father too much. Whatever it is, it doesn't affect the fact that they continue eating. But if a person fell asleep for more than that, so then this is going to be a hassock. And if that's the case, if he wants to carry on eating, this would be the same thing as if he went to a different place. Um, so if it's a bread meal, it's okay. So according to the Ramah, if it's a bread meal, it's okay. They might be shot to sit down, it's a separate trailer. But according to the Ramah, a bread meal would be okay. But we say that if a person goes to sleep properly on his bed, not at the table, and then that's a hassock hadas. We'll learn about next week, we'll have a that's a different category. Then a person decided to go to sleep. That's, uh, that's like the end of the meal. But I think it happens, especially in Purim, a person drifts off or whatever it is temporarily during the meal, that by itself isn't necessarily going to uh, cancel the brothers off. It's when you send this around, you can wake up and continue from where you left off. What about the couch? The couch is a good question. Uh, normally we say it depends how the person goes to the meal. If it's like sitting on the couch, is one thing. 
We take some shoes and that's the effect. And the that could be more of a shame scale. But the other point to remember is that the other did applies too, which means if there are people around the table, so then as long as it's not a shame scale, which is a different problem, then it'll, it'll keep the brother. Around the table, around the table, 